welcome to the Nerd Party. Hello and welcome to Great Shot Kid, the Nerd Party's podcast that is dedicated to looking at the thematic behind the scenes and all the other great cool stuff that goes into making the Star Wars galaxy what it is. I'm John. And I'm Mike. And we are here this week to bring you a special. It's it's the second in a series. Uh, you may recall that several episodes ago, we recast Star Wars, the original, known as A New Hope now, uh, as if we were making the movie today. We, we drew from the pool of act, actors and actresses that we know to create uh, a cast list uh, for the stars, from the stars, for Star Wars. And uh, so we're back this week. We are going to cast Empire because there are going to be new roles in the Empire Strikes Back. And this is the second one in our series. And we know the parts. Uh, the script has been delivered to us. And we're going to do Empire Strikes Back. Now, before we begin, it was episode 29, uh, Time Differential, where we cast Star Wars. So I wanted to revisit really quick with you, Mike, uh, our cast lists, who, who we have returning uh, for this. Uh, why don't you go ahead and go first? Okay. I had Samuel L. Jackson as Tarkin. Dwayne Johnson as Chewie, Brian Cranston as Obi-Wan, or should I say Ben, Vin Diesel as Darth Vader, Michael B. Jordan as Han, Chloe, Ga- Chloe Grace Moretz as Leia, and Lucas Hedges as Luke. What about you? Yeah. I had, uh, going in a slightly different order, uh, I-, I always want to throw out there that I cast 3PO, uh, Doug Jones. Um, Tarkin, I did uh, Rafe Fiennes. Uh, with Vader, I went for Ron Perlman. For Obi-Wan was Ken Watanabe. Uh, Chewie, I also had The Rock. Uh, for Han, I, I actually, when I, when I revisited this list, we, we, had, we went back and forth, and you convinced me. When I re-listened again, uh, I will actually lock in to uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Uh, instead of John Krasinski. And uh, for Luke, I went with uh, Shamik Moore from Dope. And after some discussion, uh, one of your suggestions actually won out over my uh, battle over Alicia Vikander or Zoe Kravitz for Leia. Uh, but Kiersey Clemens, also from Dope, because as we discussed it, I, I said to myself, they've both been in a movie together. They both perform well together. Why wouldn't I cast them in this role that is possibly love interest or brother and sister? Which is kind of a creepy way to approach casting, I guess. But, hey. Uh, so that's where we are with Star Wars. That is our returning cast. Uh, so it's a dark time for the Rebellion. Though the Death Star has been destroyed, we have to come up with our cast list for The Empire Strikes Back. And uh, we will be casting... Admiral Ozzel, Captain slash Admiral Piet, uh, Captain Nita, the Emperor or Empress, who knows, uh, Lando Calrissian. I put in General Rykan because I thought of one where I was like, yeah, I got I got a name here. And of course, who could forget Yoda? So uh, who do you want to start with, Mike? Um, Boy, yeah, I, I, I guess... 
I I guess Captain Nita is the least significant of those guys. So yes. so significant that I haven't come up with anyone because I don't know. At, at some point, it's like those admiral guys. They all seem kind of like interchangeable, you know? Like they do. Like because uh, Vader goes through them like uh, toilet paper. Mm-hmm. So I almost feel like I should cast the same person as all of them, <laughs> and just use CG. To <laughs> well, you don't even you don't even need to. You know, you know. It's like, uh, well, it's almost like that thing on the uh, <laughs> on Robot Chicken where they're all wearing like the the Groucho marks. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh no! <laughs> if he thought he couldn't choke us to death, oh, he just pull out that lightsaber and just cut us up into pieces. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Uh, I agree with you that that Nita. I, I mean, again, this gets back to uh, something we brought up with the last one, where it's like the odds of us knowing, like, you you want a no name or you want something like that, and obviously they cast Captain Nita, and it was like, is this actor available? Have him read. Okay, cool. You're it. They didn't go searching for anyone, but in my uh, relentless quest for great stunt casting. I would actually uh, cast Captain Nita as Michelle Rodriguez um, okay. because I think that if I were considering Captain Nita, he's, um, or she in this case, Captain Nita is too sure of their own abilities and it causes them to overplay their hand and get killed by Vader. Uh, and I think also and I carry this, and I openly talk about this, because of the second season of Lost, I uh, I think I frequently want to cast Michelle Rodriguez in parts where she gets killed. Okay. Um, because a- as a Losty, she, or, like, I feel bad for Michelle Rodriguez, because as much as I love her in the Fast and Furious movies, I still remember her from Lost, and it makes me angry. Okay, so. yeah, I'm, I've been, work- I've seen the entire first season of Lost, and I've been working my way back through I'm up to the three-part finale of season one, so I'll let you know about that once I get to season two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You will have the same reaction that everybody else did. Okay. Trust me. All right. All right. Now, see, the thing is, Nita, yes, Nita's a throwaway character, but Ozil and Piet, I think that their dynamic informs a lot about the movie. I really do, because you, you have the aging commander who, uh, you know, the you know, the, the younger Piet sees an opportunity and, you know, forces Ozel in a sense into putting his reputation on the line about something that, you know, pisses Vader off for the last time and, and he kills him. Uh, so who would you cast as Admiral Ozel? I mean, it was really tough. I, I I don't know. I mean, because like one of the things was, yeah, like you're saying, Ozel does have to be older than Piet, you know, and that sort of thing. And the people that I was thinking about, because I had Piet locked down and then every time I think of someone for Ozil, I'm like, oh, they're younger. You know, that's that that doesn't work. And the person yeah. that I finally came up with is not someone who I'm, you know, tremendously enthused by, but it was just someone who kind of came to mind, and that's Billy Crudup. Really? That's interesting. That's an interesting call. Yeah. I, I don't – that's uh, – you know, what's funny is in terms of the facial features, you, you, that, that'll – it sort of plays similarly to, to who I – I uh, ended up with there, so there was nothing special that uh, pushed you over the line for for Crudup. It was just it, age combined with look and demeanor. What, yeah, what was it, it, that... it needed to be someone who was you know, I guess overly confident in their abilities. Mm-hmm. You know, in a sense, I, I don't know. 
right? Tends to be a theme in the Imperial Navy. Yeah. So, whereas, I mean, Piet is much more defined as a character, I think, you know? There's a lot more nuance in there. There's a lot more interesting stuff going on with him. But this guy, I mean, he's someone who's basically kind of a know-it-all, but he doesn't know it all, you know? Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. For whatever reason, crude up seemed to be good. Maybe I was thinking about him in Mission Impossible Three. I don't know, you know. No, and oh, that's... speaking of that, maybe Lawrence Fishburne would be good. I don't know. Oh, Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah. But he, I, I think, I he think might any, be too old. It, so, yeah. he, well, no, I mean an admiral that's like top of the food chain, and he's the admiral on uh, the Executor for Pete's sake. Okay. You know, like he's the he's the admiral on the flagship that's hosting. The Dark Lord of the Sith. All right. Well, then let's go uh, with Lawrence. You're, you're pretty much top of the food chain there. Okay. Let's go with Lawrence Fishburne then. I'll go with I Lawrence like that. Fishburne. I we'll, like we'll that. We'll make we'll make Nita Billy Crudup. Okay, that works. Okay. I uh for for me for Ozzel I went with Timothy Dalton. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, just because I wanted a guy that can convey uh charm, but like. Ozel, I, I always Ozel always came across to me as a guy who was used to not just giving commands, but being able to charm a superior in the imperial bureaucracy. And Vader, I think, throws him out of his depth because he can't he can't brown nose Vader. Vader doesn't care about any of that stuff. Like he's used to like if Ozzel goes back to Coruscant, he's used to being able to glad hand people in the Imperial Security Bureau or, or stuff like that. And he does well at cocktail parties, but he is in way over his head when he actually has to go out and produce results. And I think that Dalton has so much just refined charm and class. And yes, it's informed by hot fuzz. Okay. I could easily see that version of him as Admiral Ozzel. Okay, well then if Dalton is Ozzel... Then Nita has to be Brosnan and Piet has to be Craig. There you go. <laughs> that would be funny. I would. That would be hysterically funny to me. Uh, <laughs> uh, for me, I, for Piet, I went with John Cho. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I and you know purely, of course, just because of the Star Trek thing. He, he's convinced me as a guy who can, you know take command obviously because he had, remind me never to play poker with you you know that's uh yeah sitting in the chair and, and everything like that but he's someone who's you know until he does take command like he's not someone who's like give me command he's like hey i'm i'm gonna just be waiting over here you know doing my thing and then right. like when he takes command he's almost like ah uh, okay i guess this is what we're doing now you know i yeah, well, I, I mean, I, I definitely think Piet has a bit more ulterior motive. Like he's just wait, he's he's sort of just counting the days of like yeah, <laughs> Vader's going to get sick of Ozzel pretty soon. Yeah, here, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I just I, I like the energy he brings. Yeah, my 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 Piet is is perhaps a little on the nose, but I, I went with James Callis, who played Ooh. yeah, who played yeah. Uh, you know Baltar on. Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. No, I like that. I like that a lot because it, you know he. I could actually, I could, I could actually see him playing the Emperor in makeup. Yeah, I could see that. I could too. see him doing yeah. that. But here, you know, he's someone who's kind of like, oh yeah, he'll sweet talk you and everything, but you know, he's gonna, he's gonna sort of like do his thing, 
and and uh, not be flashy about it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. No, I do. I like I like that. I like that a lot. That's yeah. That that works. That works very well. That works very. I could see him as the emperor though. Mm-hmm. So, I could but see that. Uh, avoiding going to the three biggest roles that come into this. Did you get? Were you able to give any thought to Riken, General Riken? The shield doors must be closed. Yeah, my voice has been dubbed over the wrong character. <laughs> I have not I did not give any thought to Rykan. No. The only reason I included him is because while I was going through this thought exercise, in my alternate universe, Harrison Ford is still a star because he still got cast as uh Indiana Jones. And so I would bring him on. A grizzled old, you know, actor that the audience can go, Oh, hey, Harrison Ford. Yeah. And he and I could buy him as, you know, the rebel general. Yeah, why not? Why not? Why not? That works. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So enough soft shoe. I mean, I, I think everybody knows that Empire is all about the Emperor, Lando, and Yoda coming on the scene. And Boba Fett. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. You know, Boba Fett can be just, <laughs> so, hey, you, extra, put on this suit. So you didn't gotcha. cast anyone as Boba Fett? I did not. Oh, I thought we were doing Boba Fett. I I did not cast anybody as Boba Fett because I, because I literally do... Boba Fett is the voice. I mean, it, it, I could cast a voice actor, sure. I guess to me, I mean, part of me was kind of like thinking down the line too with, you know, episode two and all that stuff, you know. Yeah. But what I did for Boba okay. Fett, since you didn't do Boba Fett, I'll just I'll just give my Boba Fett. Please. Like, um, I kind of thought like, okay, given his origins, his, his retconned origins, you know, he's... Uh, basically someone who was bred to be a soldier right Mm -hmm. and to me if you're gonna do that if you're going to breed an army clone an army (laughs) no i mean that's what it is right the rock is already chewbacca so who who, who do you have lined up here well I, i just assumed that in terms of like physicality and stuff like that it would be basically someone who probably has the physique of like a navy seal right okay and i mean the person who kind of comes to mind and it seems to be the, about the right age and everything and has a, a very strong presence which you know this was not at all intentional but it does work well through a mask um is uh, tom hardy yeah, <laughs> I, I think. Yeah, the the man destined to have a mask on his face forever for some reason. Yeah, and if you start okay, thinking about that. like him interacting with Obi Wan in Episode Two and everything like that, like I can see it, you know. Sure. So Tom, no, I, I, Tom Hardy I like is is my my Boba Fett. So I like it. Okay. I I like it a lot. I you know I guess I'm the I'm very much the weird fan that just. You know, and, and I've talked about this. Like, I just fell sort of out of love with Boba Fett over time, and it was Jango Fett that made me fall in love with Boba Fett again. You know, it, it was. It's interesting because crazy. Like, I I never really fell out of love with Boba Fett um, until, like, well, well, not not the prequels, but with the, the Clone Wars cartoon. I mean, it, that was like a really sort of like telling thing for me because everyone talks about how Boba Fett is kind of a blank slate. You know, don't know anything about him. He just kind of, you know, whatever. And as we start getting his backstory in Clone Wars, I didn't really have a problem with that at all. Or I'm sorry, in, in Attack of the Clones. But in Clone Wars, 
you know, we start finding out more and more about him, and it's like, there's Boba Fett, you know, but he's like a teenager. He's hanging out with these bounty hunters and stuff. And I kept on thinking, like, mm, I don't care about this. I don't care about him. This is not, you know, n- this is doing nothing for me. But then you see, like, John Favreau and the Mandalorians and all that stuff doing mm-hmm. their thing, flying around with the... Th- and I'm like, oh, this is really cool, you know? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's... I think at that point that I realized that it really is just the suit. Like, I don't yep. care about Boba Fett as a character at all. I just think that he looks badass when he's flying around in his, you know, Mandalorian armor, like shooting things and all that stuff. You know what I mean? I thought that his character arc, I really liked his character arc in the Clone Wars, uh, but I agree with you that it is the armor that made people fall in love with him the first time. And that's why I guess mentally I'm just like, you know, the voice actor is who's important because... Yes, they've gone back and they've, you know, dubbed in Tamira Morrison's voice, uh, you know, post uh, post prequels and everything like that. But that original voice for for Boba Fett was great. Yeah. Um, You know, and like so I would definitely put more emphasis in the voice casting than because I I do. I think it's Boba Fett's voice that sold him when when we were kids. Yeah. You know, he's no good to me. It was like, ah, yeah. It's, something's going on here. Yeah. 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 I, this, I think probably one of the reasons why Sabine is like my favorite character on uh, Rebels, too. I don't know. Well, I just like the fact that there's so much variance, per, personalization in uh, Mandalorian armor. Yeah. That's, that's so cool. Yeah. That's, you know. And yeah, Sabine's pretty cool. She shows up in uh, Forces of Destiny, that little, uh, the, the web series that they Yeah, I need to doing. watch that. I really do. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's uh, we we just talked about it over on over on aggressive negotiations. It's quick. I mean, it's very much. You know what? I don't want to. I don't want to color your perceptions going into it. Okay. I would. I would want you to watch it. They're only two and a half minutes each, and there are like six of them. Okay, I'll watch. Or them. six or eight or something like that. So right. you just blow through them. Okay. It's faster than watching uh, Trapped in the Closet. Okay. So all right, I'll check it out. <laughs> All right, so all right, so that'll bring us to. Uh, do you want to do Emperor Lando or Yoda first? I think. I think Yoda. We should build to. Yeah, I mean, Emperor has a nothing role in this thing. It's really just sort of like precasting for Jedi in a lot of ways. Yeah, although it didn't turn out that way, but yes, mm-hmm. very, very much it is in our, um, for our purposes, though. Yeah, yeah. We, we know that there's going to be a third one. Of course, so did they. But uh, we're going to go and cast the Emperor, saying this person is coming back. Yeah. Who do you got? Well, this is someone who I thought of back when we were doing it the first time around, and I think someone online actually suggested it as well. There were a couple of those where I'm like, I thought of that too, you know? And now, so now I I think I even mentioned that at the time because I'm like, I don't want whoever it was to think I was ripping them off. But uh, Dame Judi Dench... I think is I like is it. my empress. Yeah. I like it, but I'm going for I I'm okay. I had actually held back because Gary Oldman was one of the guys that I considered for Tarkin. And I was going to bring Gary Oldman in as the emperor in this one. I was like that boom, that nails it. But then I started thinking and I said, "You know what? I want to I want to get a little crazy with it. I want to get somebody where it needs to be makeup. It needs to be something where this 
you know, th- this actor has heavy prosthetics on because Ian McDiarmid was, you know, the right age, even though they considered an older actor, McDiarmid was the right age to come back and play him in the prequels because he was a younger actor in age makeup. Yeah. And um, so I, I, and I just really sort of poured some thought into it and I thought, Kate Blanchett. Oh, yeah. And I think the Thor Ragnarok trailer is is selling me on the idea, too. Um, but I like the idea, and having seen her play Bob Dylan, mm-hmm. I know that she can she can sort of strip the femininity out of it uh, to play a character who's more defined by uh, who they are than, than, than their plumbing sort of thing. And so, yeah, I would go with her. I think that would work. Yeah, I could definitely see her do that. I mean... You know, you look at, you know, kind of like what she did in Kingdom of the Crystal Skull and everything, and yeah. she plays that sort of military general sort of thing and similar type of thing here, and not to mention, like, her playing the queen in, uh, you know, Elizabeth and stuff. In fact... Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I'd forgotten about that. You're right. In fact, that would you know, I mean, you got Judy Dench, you know, as my pick for the Empress, I think maybe without the age makeup, maybe... Yeah, maybe maybe once we get to the prequels, maybe I will pick uh, uh, Catherine, uh, Kate. What's Kate Blanchett? Kate Blanchett. Yeah, sorry, I totally spaced there. Kate Blanchett. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. So we both have the Empress uh, in in this case. Uh, so let's move on to Lando. Lando Calrissian, mm-hmm. Han's long lost buddy, old pal, chum. Maybe mentor at some point. We don't know. Uh, who you got for Lando? Yeah, again, I mean, this is like one of those things where you got to pick like the coolest person imaginable, right? Right. But someone also who you, you, you could imagine would stab you in the back if need be, but feel bad about it at the same time, you know? Uh, it's, it's tricky. It's tricky. But, you know, above all, cool and super smooth and all that stuff, you know? And uh, the person who I ended up going with was uh, Ma- Marshala Ali uh, from, well, a lot oh, of things, from Moonlight. Yeah, Moonlight, you know, but 4,400 yeah. back in the day and all that other stuff. Uh, good actor. He's, good choice. Yeah, I like he's that. a really good actor. I've, I've always loved him ever since 4,400, but yeah. Um, yeah, he's a, he is a really, really good actor. Yeah. Yeah, good, good call, man. I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah, me too. What about you? Who, I, uh, who did you pick? I went in a different direction because somebody who you kind of cast a side eye at, maybe maybe I'm going outside the age bounds with this. I don't think so. I I, I have less trouble making Lando older um, than Han, like noticeably so, because of the fact that he owned the Falcon first. And I think that there is very much like a almost a kid – you you could really get away with a kid brother vibe yeah. there of Lando being older and being like, you young punk, you took the ship, <laughs> but I'm proud of you for doing it to me. Yeah. Um, and so, all right, all right, all right. I cast Matthew McConaughey as Lando Calrissian. <laughs> Smooth devil, charming, hitting on the ladies, setting a good table. And then, oops, sorry, I sold you out. I can see that. Yeah. 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 He, he'd work. be good. He'd be good for sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. So we, we've got our Ozil, Piat, Nita, Empress, Lando, Riken, in my case. 
Which brings us to Yoda, which I have a feeling this could either go really divergent for the two of us or we're about to cast the same person. <laughs> I, I almost think it's going to be the same person, you know? Probably so. Probably so. I mean, given technology being what it is mm-hmm. today, I think that... Uh, <laughs> this is where we're going. <laughs> you're not Lock gonna, in. You're not going to have any Muppets, you know? I mean, no. I know that the guy who used to play Kermit is available, but... <laughs> <laughs> Oh uh, no! Because if Lucasfilm is owned by Disney, oh yeah, so, our, yeah. they're not they're not hiring they're not him. Hiring him, him yeah. no. So I mean, yeah, it's going to be motion capture, and you're going to go with you know the master of motion mm-hmm. capture, and that's Andy Circus. There you go. We cast the same guy yeah. as Yoda. Yeah. So I find it so interesting that the the Muppet or animalistic creatures we we both hit the same we hit the rock with chewy mm-hmm. and we hit <laughs> we hit andy circus for yoda so that those are our two uh common points but uh we would love to hear anybody else's uh casting of empire uh, or even what you thought of ours you can go over to the nerdparty.com slash contact uh look up great shot kid and uh, go ahead and drop us a line while you're there on nerdparty.com look at any of our other shows we've got a great wide range of shows SETI Alpha 3 which looks at Star Trek Aggressive Negotiations which looks at Star Wars but the 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 content thematic side is it you know the other side of the aisle as it were we have Nerd Nuptial we have Missing Frames we have so many shows we have Filibuster uh, which uh, you know tip of the hat to to Lee he's he got a great number of terrific interviews uh, out of the Edinburgh Film Festival so go on over to nerd, nerdparty.com, drop us a line, check out the other shows while you're there. Uh, you can, of course, also reach out to us on Facebook, facebook.com slash thenerdparty. We always post the shows there, and we love to have comment threads. You can reach out to us on Twitter, at joinnerdparty, and on Instagram, you can follow the Nerd Party as well. So all of that being the official channels, Mike, where can people find you online? Uh, you can find me uh, doing Soderbergh 2828, a show about Steven Soderbergh's career over on TalkFilmSociety.com. And you can find me doing Commentary Track Stars, which is an audio commentary show and some other things over on CommentaryTrackStars.com. And then you can find me uh, doing a couple shows on Trek.fm, including The Edge, which is a new show about Star Trek Discovery. And Stage 9, which is a show about the people who make Star Trek, uh, which I do along with you. That's right. You do that along with me over at Trek.fm, and we have a great time uh, looking at the creators and uh, sort of, you know, reading what what they're all about, and especially with Discovery, finding out more about it. We're, we've got more to talk about over there, so that's that's really, really cool. Yeah. Uh, right right here on this network, you can also find me co-hosting Aggressive Negotiations with Matthew Rushing, and you can find me co-hosting Words with Nerds with my pal Craig. And if you would like to interact with me on Twitter or anywhere else, just look for Kessel Junkie, because that's what you call me on the internet. So, all that being said, thank you for joining us for this uh, fantasy recasting of The Empire Strikes Back. We'd love to hear from you. And in the interim, we have a little bit of homework for you. Because, as you all know, there's been a shakeup on the uh, Han Solo movie, and we have a different director there. So, wouldn't it be fun to do a compare-contrast with the different styles that are going to have to be melded together with what's been done and what's to come? 
And so we're going to be looking at 21 Jump Street by Lord and Miller and The Paper by Ron Howard. Join the revolution. Join the nerd party.